If you have your Bibles, join me in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Did you, uh, are you having a good start to, to the new year? How many of us uh, have set some, some goals? I know you don't like to say it out loud because the devil listens in and kind of, dist- you know, kind of distracts you, but set some goals. Anybody have any plans for growth? Anybody? Just raise it up. Keep it up for a second. You gave it some, gave it some thought and, and uh, you, you got a plan. You got some areas of growth in your life and that's good. That's wonderful. I'm encouraged by that. I certainly do and been working on them already. Uh, one of the things I enjoy doing every New Year's Day, um, don't do anything other than kind of I redo my prayer list and, you know, I uh, add names to it and rearrange it and uh, refocus it and go over the answers to prayer, you know, and then I get a fresh journal ready to go and, you know, get all my books that I'm prepared to read, you know, it's an exciting time, isn't it? And, uh, and then at the end of the year, I look back and I see how I did. And sometimes I don't do too bad. Sometimes I kind of say, oh boy, <laughs> got a lot of catching up to do, you know. Uh, but it's an exciting time. And I'm, I'm trusting that God gives us a great year. We got a lot of good things that we're planning. And I'm excited about I share some of that with you <clears throat> next week as we get into our Vision Sunday. I just want to encourage the church to be faithful. You know, be faithful. We, we, uh, you've been around Open Bible long enough now. I've been here a um, year and a half. We, we, don't, we don't try to monopolize your time. We, we, we don't try to consume you, right? You'll notice the pastor doesn't have meetings all the time and services aren't long, drawn out. You know, everything is prayed over, saturated with prayer, thought through, and wanting to be as, as much a blessing as possible. We want the service to be an encouragement. Right? And so even on Wednesday nights, I know it's tough. You know, I, I remember working that job and getting done and running home and gobbling something down and sometimes eating on the way to church or meeting the family at church. I remember all of that. And there were times I would have to drag myself in, but there wasn't many times when I didn't walk out saying, man, I'm glad I went. I'm sure glad I got there. Right? And, uh, and such is true for Sundays. I know, I know sometimes, now let me just talk for a minute. I know there's times we debate this Sunday night thing, but really, when we do have Sunday night church, what, what's, where, where else would we really rather be? You know, especially January, February, March. <laughs> there's not much else to do, you know? And so let's just look at maybe this could be a great year of growth in our lives, right? And try to do the best you can to be faithful. You know, I tell you this, our leadership puts a lot into what we do. It's never arbitrary. It's never an afterthought. We, we work hard at it. You know, right now, as you we're meeting in here, there's so much, so much else going on right now on, on campus that's been prayed over and planned. And we're beginning a Sunday night children's ministry um, this year in January. Um, so that way, first to sixth graders um, have something to do on Sunday nights at their age level, get a lesson at their age level, and we're gonna have some of our faithful teenagers serving in that ministry. Our teens need to learn how to serve. You know, so there's a lot of things that uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna do, we're excited about, and we're planning to do, but we need your support, your backing, your attendance, you know, your smiles, and even every once in a while, your amens. Yeah, they help. You know, so it's, uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be a good year, but try to do the best you can to be faithful. And, and then, you know, invite some of the folks you don't see here, you know? Every once in a while, you might be able to be a better voice in their ear than me, 
they're used to hearing my voice, right? They know where I want them to be on Wednesday night. But every once in a while, you get a message. And we get into some neat series, you know, and we will uh, this upcoming month. We're going to start a couple of different series. Um, and you might say to somebody, man, you ought to join us on Wednesday nights. You know, pastor's talking about this, and it'd be a great help. And, you know, and sometimes people start coming out, and they get plugged in, because this is a different environment than Sunday morning, right? You know, I, I like to get a little feedback on Wednesday nights. You know, uh, I have my protege over here, John, uh, Johnny Monzo. <laughs> you know, Johnny is a walking commentary. And, and so I, I enjoy that. I, I like interaction. I, I like when you talk back at me and ask questions and have input. I think that's helpful. You know, I know there's some churches that do this. They have, uh, after, after uh, the uh, morning service, they'll, they'll take a half hour just to discuss the message. You know, and they kick it around. You know, now churches like that usually don't have an evening service, so they stay a little longer, you know, um, and we don't, we don't get to do that too much, do we? You know, how did that message help you? How did it bless you? This upcoming year, when we have Sunday night services, and I'm preaching, it'll be that. It'll be to where I, whatever I preach Sunday morning, I'll come back with maybe, I'm always a three-point kind of guy. You know why that is? Because anything more than that, I would be too long, you know. I can go six points, or I can make three points, six points. But we'll come back on a Sunday night and just take maybe uh, and add another thought to the message and then discuss it. Like we did a few weeks back. We did that on a Sunday night. I thought that was a blessing. A lot of people enjoyed that, that format. On Sunday nights here in the future, uh, this year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to say, hey, um, next month on the first two Sundays, or second two Sundays of the month, uh, I want to have all the seniors meet me in the chapel on Sunday night. And we'll have a service going on in here, but I want to meet with all the seniors for a, a, a service or two just to show you what God can do uh, with you and in you and through you and how you can be a help to uh, this church, you know, and how you could, you know, retire in the Lord, but not retire from serving the Lord. And then I might say, give me all the, you know, the middle-aged folks, give me all the 30s, the 50s, and meet me in the chapel for the next two Sunday nights. And I want to do those things this upcoming year, you know. And uh, then I'm even going to take the teenagers on a couple of Sunday nights and, and just uh, have a word from their pastor with them. So um, we can do a lot of beneficial things at church, Amen. right? If we just be creative, you know, and if we just go with it, right? Just go with it. I know, I know moving uh, Wednesday nights to the chapel is going to be like, oh, man, what is, what is he doing now? Right? But just go with it, and you'll enjoy it, and you'll be able to be a closer group you know, and uh, it'll be fun, right? We'll have a good time with it. And so I'm excited about it. I, I want you to be excited about it, okay? And we'll have a great, great year at Open Bible. Look at, uh, look at this text of Scripture. Let's, let's read a few verses, verse 17 together. And this is not the beginning of a series. This is a gap message. You know what a gap message is? It's an in-between message, right? I don't want to get into a new series yet. I begin that on Sunday morning, and then next week, this is a gap message, and it's just a thought. And I want us to develop this thought, develop this text, and see if it can't be a blessing uh, to you. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be, where? In Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Notice this and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, 
not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's a powerful portion of Scripture. Amen? I, I, we, we, we wouldn't need, even need notes for that. We can just go down and do a running commentary and probably touch on, I, I, I think I saw there at least four major Bible doctrines listed in those few verses. You know? And so it's rich and, and it's powerful. And what I did, what I wanted to do tonight is just kind of give that passage of Scripture a title. And the title, oh, let me turn this on. And the title would be A Clean Slate. A clean slate. Look at it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's a good place to be. If any man be in Christ, he's a, say it with me, a new creature. Now, who's he talking about there? Pat, Miss Pat said, he's talking about me. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. If you're in Christ. If you're in Christ, then you are a a new creature. Is this true? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things are become new. Huh? That's powerful, isn't it? Clean slate. You understand that term. It's pretty common. In fact, they call that term an idiom, not an idiot, an idiom, an idiom. Uh, and, and the implication, I think, is, is uh, you know, it means to wipe clean. It means to have a fresh start or a new beginning. And today is just January 3rd, right? And, and by the way, you know, I often get hung up sometimes in my own head where I don't like to make a lot about things, so it's just another day on the calendar, right? However, you know, time and God, I mean to tell you, it's very important, you know? In fact, all time began with God, and all time is dated by God, you and I have been given only so much time, and we're told in Scripture to redeem the time, <laughs> right? I don't know, I, I, you and I, we have an expiration date. I can tell you when I was born. I was born October 8th, 19 and, mm, 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 1960. I have no idea what my expiration date is, but I have one, and so do you, Right? If, if we should die before the Lord comes back, right, if we're not raptured and we go to heaven through the vehicle of death, then probably you'll be somewhere laid up for a while, right, either in the ground or I don't know what your plan is. Maybe you're going to be cremated and have your ashes, you know, uh, poured in the ocean or on a golf course, uh, under a tree, you know. Maybe you're going to sit on somebody's mantle and haunt them for the rest of their living days. I'm not sure, you know. So you'll, you'll be laid up here on earth until that day when God takes you home, and there will be some kind of a marker that says, you know, whatever your birth date is, and then there'll be a dash, and then your death date, right? Are you with me? That dash represents, of course, your life. So the day you were born, the day you died, that dash is your life, how you lived your life, you know? So we all have, we all have that. Time's important. 
It really is. And so we're beginning, we're beginning another year. And if God is, is gracious to us, and if he tarries, and if he gives us 365 days, we've already spent three of them almost. Three of them are almost gone. I mean, think about this. Christmas and Easter, Christmas and Easter, Christmas and New Year already behind us. I was driving down the road today trying so hard to encourage myself that, you know, another couple of months, and it's springtime. Huh? And I mean to tell you, it's going to be here like that, right? So it goes by quick, and what we do, we have to do purposefully and deliberately, you know, in the the Christian life. And so, you know, this text of Scripture here, Paul writing to the church in Corinth, is talking about you know, having, having a new beginning, right? And then if you look at that, a clean slate, I like this. Listen to this one. The implication, the, implica- the implication, no evidence left behind. I ate the chocolate cake, and there was not one, not, not even a speck of evidence left behind, you know? Right? Are you with me? Huh? No evidence left behind. A clean slate, no evidence left behind. I mean, a new beginning, a fresh start. Some would say this, uh, maybe in the fashion world, a do-over. In the golf world, a mulligan. In the world of photography, a retake. Huh? Right? And so he says here, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are are become new. A clean slate. Is that even possible in life? (laughs) Is it even possible to have our slate wiped clean? I would say yes and no. Yes and no. There are certainly evidences of second chances, right? You see it in the Bible, isn't that right? You know, or we probably should say it this way, another chance. There's evidence of of another chance, because some of us need more than a second chance. You know, we've messed up so many times, I'm on my oof, teen, you know, chance of getting things right with the Lord. Uh, and so there's definitely evidence of second chances. However, now pay attention right here, there's the matter of consequences. So is a clean slate possible? And the idiom, what that kind of represents is, you know, a fresh start, a new beginning. You know, no evidence left behind. And when you and I look at our lives, now I got saved, I wasn't that old, but I was old enough to have already, I had already done some things to be ashamed of, things to regret, right? Some of you got saved later in life, and you got a lot more things you had to deal with, you know? And so he's talking about, you know, no evidence left behind and a clean slate and everything starts new and fresh. Is that even possible? Yes and no, because you must understand this truth, the matter of consequences. And our actions or decisions bear consequences, and a do-over does not erase the consequences. Say amen right there. Huh? Now, I don't want to drag this out and make it a therapy session, you know, where I got you laying down on your pew, (laughs) you know, you're confessing and (laughs) Yeah, we'll have this big healing session. But I do want to examine this text, and especially because we're at the brink of a new year, just a couple days into it, and uh, many of us have made some plans, goal setting and whatnot, 
And, and what if, just what if we could wipe the slate clean? Huh? What if we can look back and maybe, maybe 2023 wasn't a great year for you? Maybe it was a difficult year. And I won't ask you to raise your hands. Some would say, you know what, it was, it was give or take. You know? I read a lot, I read a lot, and I read a lot of everybody. And you'd be surprised how much this past year I read, and it just seemed like it was pointed to me to make, just, just make up your mind, you're going to choose to dwell on the positives. Right? Because, you know, along in, in life, there's, no matter where you are, whatever level, you know, whatever circumstance, whatever you're going through, there's the positives and the negatives. And you and I, we make, we've got to make up our own minds as to what we're going to dwell on. Correct? And you know this, whatever fills your mind will rule your life. Whatever you allow to, you know, consume your thinking is going to become your attitude. And, and it'll be your action. It'll, it'll just be the way it is in your life. And I think that's what Paul speaks to here. I want to I ask, is it even possible to have a clean slate? And let's take a look at the possibilities here. And we'll, we'll, we'll be brief. It's already, we're already down the road here. Look at, look at what he says here. I like this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. In Christ. Right? You, you, can't, you can't get to the old things and the new things without first stopping if any man be in Christ. Christ, in Christ. That's the important portion uh, or important uh, aspect of that one verse. And, and you know, they, they are repeated words in the New Testament, in Christ. Oftentimes, you know, if any man be in Christ, right, in Christ. And without getting into a real deep doctrinal study here on the surface, what that, the implication there, what it means is to be saved. To be saved. I guess we can take it, if you are saved, it means then to walk obediently, right? And we can just keep going on and on and on with that. But on the surface, to be in Christ, the implication, the truth is, you know for sure that you're saved. You're saved. I am in Christ. That's, that's surface. Listen to the Bible. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. Look at the screen. Therefore, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to, to them which are where? Didn't say in church. Didn't say in the family. Huh? Didn't say in the Bible. Where? In Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Huh? Paul said this, if any man be in Christ. He's speaking about you and I, you and I accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, and now we are alive in Christ. Listen to uh, this text, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. But now, where? In Christ Jesus. I love this. Ye who, who sometimes were far off are made nigh, made close, brought close by the blood of Christ. You see that? And so the implication here in chapter number 5 and verse number 17 in Christ, it's speaking primarily about being, about being saved, about being born again. It's about having your, your, your slate cleaned or having a fresh start. Look at, uh, look at this text of Scripture here, if you would, uh, in verse number 19. 
to wit that Christ was, that God was in Christ, reconciled the world unto himself. Look at these next two words, not imputing their trespasses unto them. You know that word imputing means? It's a doctrine. It's the doctrine of imputation. Did you ever hear that? Imputation? You know, if you look at the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of salvation is vast, right? And, and it's not just the doctrine of salvation. In the doctrine of salvation, you have the doctrine of grace. You have the doctrine of reconciliation and justification and adoption, glorification, right? So when you look at the doctrine of salvation, the proper study of it is soteriology. It includes all these wonderful teachings that, I mean, all you do, all we do, we're confronted with truth, we accept Christ as Savior, and all of this becomes a reality in our lives. But one of the big doctrines inside the doctrine of salvation is the doctrine of imputation. Anybody know what that means? What it means to impute? Say what? Count. To plug in. A credit to. Right? So here's what he's saying. Look at it again. This is important. Look at this again. We may not get much further than this. Look at it again. Now, uh, verse, verse 19. Uh, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. In other words, what he's saying is this. There was a day of reckoning when you got saved, and God took your sin off your record and put it on Jesus on his record and he took his righteousness and put it on your record so if I had a blackboard here and that's a, a blackboard I, I would and, and your name be on it Bob Fenton I would take an eraser and all your sins were listed there I take an eraser and I erase all those sins clean slate and then I write on there Christ righteousness Paul said, if any man be in Christ, in Christ, that's where it begins. Let's talk about salvation. That's where it, where, 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 where it begins. Look, look, look what the psalmist said. The psalmist said this. I love this. Isn't this good? As far as the east is from the west, huh? so far has he removed our transgressions from us. What's the implication there, class? What, 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 what's the idea? As far as the east is from the west. Does the east ever meet the west? Does the west ever meet the east? It's gone. Uh-huh. It's gone. It's gone. Right? He has removed our transgressions. Clean slate. Is it even possible? Uh, look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but, a big word, ye are washed but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And such were some of you, but no longer. Why? I'll tell you why. Because we're now in Christ. And when you're in Christ, it means you're born again. You're saved. And you have a clean slate. I like the idea there when he says in verse number 17, you're a new creature. A new creature. But think about this for a second. Let me, let, me, let me just caution us. If you can be in Christ, then there's a possibility of being out of Christ. <laughs> right? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, right? Well, what happens if you're not in Christ? You're out of Christ. And your slate has not been cleaned. 
And so I think the most important thing that you and I can do moving into a new year, into another day, and next hour, is to be 100% certain, 100% certain that we're saved. Right? Not just about church. Man, I've been a member of Open Bible for 100 years. Well, that's wonderful. But Open Bible didn't die on the cross for anybody. Preacher Adele will tell you that. Jesus did. Right? And we need to be where? In Christ. In Christ. Being born again. Decision you need to make. And so a clean slate begins with a new birth. But I want you to notice this. Notice the words, old things are passed away. Let's say he's talking about the past there. You see that? Therefore, if any man be where? In Christ. He is a new creature. And then Paul highlights and says, old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. We all have a past, don't we? You got a past? Whether good or bad, we have history. <laughs> right? We all have a history, you know. And I think maybe the best thing we can do for ourselves is to learn from our history. Go to school on your history. Did you ever do that? Did you ever go to school on your history? You know, just to find out, you know, where, you know, where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are. And I think we ought to go to school on ourselves every once in a while because we do have a, a past. However, I think in this, in this text, this reference is this. Now, pay attention right here. It's not to let your past interfere or hinder you in your present. Old things are passed away. How old? Let me ask you a question. How old does something need to be in order, in, order, in order for it to be considered history? Well, what I did yesterday is now history. What I did last is history. What happened this past 20, 23 is history. It's history, right? And I said this a couple weeks ago in a Bible study uh, about how we like to ruminate. You know what we do when we ruminate? We just keep thinking back. And we just keep pulling things up and keep pulling things up. We live life, you know, looking through the rearview mirror. Right? And that's not a good thing. Look what Paul said in Philippians chapter number 3. Awesome verse of Scripture. Brethren, speaking to us, I count not myself to have apprehended. I have not arrived. But this one thing I do, I do this. I forget those things which are behind Right? I'm just, I'm just putting it... And by the way, not, it's not just, you know, not just the negative things or the things we might consider bad, but everything. You know, what I read last year, I read last year. What I prayed last year, I prayed last year. <laughs> what I did last year, I did last year. Well, what about today? What about this year? Right? Forgetting those things. And that's accomplishments or... Failures or mess-ups or mistakes or sins or people, <laughs> right? Are you with me? That word past is defined as, as gone by in time, no longer existing. There was a movie I saw, and I always mess up the name. I think it was, what's the, what's the dude's name? Stephen King, he makes all these weird movies. Is that, is that who it is, right? He made a movie and, and I never forget, I watched it. It was a crazy movie a long time ago. And it was people trying to go back in time, and when they got there, it wasn't there. Remember that? Was it the Langoliers or something like that? Or, is that what that was? 
<laughs> Langoliers. Yeah, Bob. So, do you ever say they tried to go back in time, and when they finally got there, it wasn't there? Do you know if you can go back to yesterday? Huh? It's just not there. And yet we're trying to, we keep, and that's a lot of our problems. Huh? And that's why, that's why Paul said this in his text. Man, he said, you, just need, you need to forget those things which are in the past. Hmm? Look here, I, I, I don't like being 63. But you know what? I think about it, I wouldn't want to be 43. I remember 43. And even though I was younger, whew, was life tough? Huh? Yeah. I don't want to be 63, but I know when I turn 73, if the Lord should tarry and gives me life, I'm going to thank God for 63. <laughs> you know? And I, I just can't allow myself, we shouldn't allow ourselves to allow that, you know, the past to hinder us and become an obstacle in our lives. Take the good from it and advance. Right? And so I think it's important to release it and let it go. For many, the past still exists, right? A clean slate, moving forward, not stuck in the past. And then notice this one final thing. Paul says, and all things are become new. That's the present. That's the here and now. That's, that's where we are right now. All things have become new. Now, we can talk about this for a month of Wednesdays. You know, all things become new. You know, but what's, what's the implication there? That's where we would then need to incorporate verse 18, 19, and 20 in order to get an idea as to what all things he's talking about. Right? All things become new. All right? So, if that's the case, when I got saved, when I got into Christ, Everything became new. I always wanted to be six foot two. Mm. Right? Some of you say, I always wanted to be 98 pounds. Mm. Right? I want to be dark skin, bushy hair. I want to have a bank account. I want to have a this. I want to have a that. All things. I want my personality to change. And so you got to put this in context. Correct? You know, just because you get right with God tonight doesn't mean tomorrow the bank's going to call and say, hey, somebody just put a, de a deposit in your account for, man, I got right with God last night. I was expecting that to happen. We would got right with God a long time ago, right? What's he talking about here? Let me, let me just list a couple of things and that I think actually become. Look at verse 18. He says, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And so I would say this, first of all, we get a new standing. We get a new standing. We have been reconciled to God. Our relationship has been restored. Huh? And now, I have a new standing. Now I am a child of God. I've been adopted into God's family. One of my favorite songs is, I'm adopted, hallelujah. Did you ever sing it? You know this song? I'm adopted, hallelujah, I got a new song. I'm adopted, hallelujah, I finally belong. You never sang it, have you? I got a brand new family overflowing with love. I'm adopted, I'm a child, something, I forget the, the words. But that's a great song because it's a great truth. 
And we've been adopted into God's family. I got a new standing. Huh? All things become new. Got a new standing. Do you, you ever do Doc? Do you ever do the study of uh, relationship and fellowship and state and standing and condition and position? Did you ever hear those terms before? They all speak about the same thing. Look here. I have a standing. I'm a child of God. My state may not be. I may not be all that I'm supposed to be. I may not look like a whole lot. I may not be obeying God completely. However, my standing because of Christ is, I'm a child of God. I have a relationship with the Lord. I'm a son. I may be out of fellowship with him, but because I'm in Christ, I have a relationship with him. Just like if you have children, they may not be in fellowship with you because they've done something that has perturbed you, but they're still your child. Hello? Condition, I have a position. I'm a child of God. My condition may not, I may not be enjoying it, may not be living like it, but I'm a child of God. Why? I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I have a new standing in the press. And then, look at the next verse. Verse 19, to wit, that God has, was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. We have a new status. We have a new status. Look at verse 20. Pick it up verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We, we pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. We are now ambassadors. You see our status? Everything's changed because we're in Christ. Representatives of God. What a great honor. What a great privilege. But what a great responsibility. Are you with me? Did, did you ever read that verse before? Did you ever put yourself in that verse? And has given to me, to me, the ministry of reconciliation. You have a ministry. We're ambassadors. We're representatives. We're, we're from a different country. This world is not my home. Amen? We're ambassadors. And then, and then I like verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And that's a new security. That's a new, that's a new security. We've been declared righteous. The, the root word of the word righteous is the word right. We've been made right. Don't always do right, but we can. <laughs> right? We're righteous. I like the word justified. God looks at us just as if I had never sinned. I've been justified. How about that? And so, it might be too good to be true. A clean slate, a fresh start? Paul said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become, become new. It's possible. If you're in Christ, if your past is in the past, and if you understand your present position, then a clean slate is a possibility. Amen? Amen. Amen. Here's, the, here's the key. Let me, let me finish with this thought. Action is the key. I preach a message. I never preached it here, but the message is it's, it's a three-point message. It's vision, passion, action. So you catch a vision. God gives you vision. God gives you some insight. God gives you some clarity. And you become passionate about it. So much so it becomes an action in your life. You ought to beg God. God, give me vision for my life. Show me what you want me to do, what you want me to be. And then once he does, man, be passionate about it. Passionate about it. And then act upon it. <laughs> There's nothing like action. 
Remember that little Sunday school song we used to like to sing? Uh, Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. And then it goes on and says, action is the key. Do it Immediately. immediately. And what happens? Joy you will receive. For if you believe the word you receive, you always will obey. O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-A. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. Well, let's have an awesome night, but let's, let's just make up our minds. That we're just going to have an awesome year. Ups, downs, all in-betweens. It's going to happen, right? Somebody's going to step on your toe. You know, a car might break down. Washer and dryer might go on the blink. You might lose a hair or two. You might gain a pound or lose a pound. Right? It's life. But in Christ, it's wonderful, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.